What's going on, my friends? This is Dave Sharp, CEO of Legendary Marketer. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And this morning, we have a wonderful guest, somebody who, man, if you don't know this guy's name and you're out in the affiliate marketing world, <laughs> you better wake up and smell the coffee because this guy's all over the place. Phil Kohlberger, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, what's happening, Dave Sharp? How are you? I'm great, man. I feel like I've talked to you before on this show. Yes, this will be my third time. My first was with Matt, second was with you, and now we're back with you. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for being so, you know, willing to come back and share and sure. you know, talk about what you're doing and what you have been doing. Um, it's really appreciated by me. And three times is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you've got a track record of saying things that make sense. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so well, thanks. Yeah. Where, where can we start? Would you like to give people just a quick little backstory of sure. how you got started in this? Sure. I will. Um, let's see. Uh, in June of 2021, one of my kids just wanted TikTok, my younger kids. Long story short, I, I downloaded TikTok, looked at it, and it was, um, you know, after 10 or 15 minutes of people twerking, I was like, maybe this wasn't the right thing for my 10-year-old little boy. So, uh, you know, I eventually saw somebody doing a live, and it was- But what about dad? Yeah, yeah, dad, dad stayed there for 20 <laughs> Dad stayed there for 20 minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. After 20 minutes of dad watching TikTok, dad found Calvin Hill talking about affiliate marketing. What a story. Talk about a marketing story. Holy yeah, exactly. Christmas. Yeah, I, I tell it every time in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's a good way. It's a good opener. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so, you know, I saw Calvin Hill talking about this stuff and he was, you know, making some really big income claims. And I thought this whole thing was some sort of scam. And I just didn't, I flipped on by it. I just like didn't really care to listen to the guy. Uh, you know, I was in MLMs before in the past and, you know, been scammed before all that kind of stuff. But, you know, another day went by, of course, I, I got back on TikTok and uh, it was late. It was later on in the evening and I saw him again and I was just laying in bed. He said he was from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. And I gave him a chance to talk. Uh, and I <laughs> I sat there for almost three hours listening to this guy. Huh. The guy's very intelligent, very brilliant person, knows his stuff, been doing this 16 or 18 years. Uh, so, you know, very convincing and very knowledgeable. And and I, and I wanted to learn. Uh, long story short, I did. Uh, I, he had a free ebook at the time. Now, now you got to pay for it. But <laughs> to, I downloaded his ebook, went through it, took your training through it, and um, man, I was excited. Man, I just got excited. But didn't think I could do it. You know, in the beginning, thought thought it was a little bit. Uh, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. But you know, I was in a I was in a full time job for twenty years, and you know, the monotony of doing that every day, in and out. You know, not <clears throat> excuse me, not. Um, not have anything really change in your life. And it goes by so fast. Yeah. Uh, I wanted something different. And uh, this was something that I felt that I can do. And not only did Calvin Hill make me feel like that I can do this, uh, you and this training actually made me feel like I can do this. So went through it, um, you know, got all the training, bought the blueprints, um, and I just um, put my head down. What I did at the beginning, <clears throat> I didn't make money for like three months. And I was wondering what the heck is going on. I didn't know what I was doing. I was promoting like 10 or 15 things at once. And you got to remember, I had a full-time job. I got three kids. I got one that goes to dance. I got one that plays travel baseball. My older son works. I got a wife. <laughs> you know, you're busy. You got things to do. 
I would get up an hour early a day to work on this stuff. I'd come home, spend time with the family. I'd work two more, three more hours a night just to get this stuff right. Didn't make any money for three months because I was all over the place. I just put, I sliced myself too thin. Mm. Uh, and then I kind of went back to your training and like, I did hear somebody or you, or I think it was Matt or you say, look, focus on one thing, make money first, right? Make money with one thing, see if it works. Make sure this thing is working for you. <laughs> when it starts to work, then you can go out and branch out and do all kinds of other things. Make sure, because here's what happens. A lot of people do that up front and they figure that, well, it's not working for me. This is just a scam. This thing is just not working. It probably wasn't right for me. Uh, so when I when I pivoted back to just figuring out one thing, one thing to promote, I found out that when I started making money and I figured out, okay, I got a win. All right, I made $12.26. Holy crap, I just made a win. I am in. Now it works. So then I went, I went head on with it. And ever since then, I haven't stopped. Well, that's really a first of all pow, really great story to continue to tell and i love how you sim have found a few little kind of openers i just want to talk about storytelling for a second because when we're live or we're shooting a video it's important to be able to condense your story down to um the time that you have <laughs> i don't know how else to say it um back when video was longer form and youtube was all there was you you could you know, you had more time. Nowadays, attention spans are short. And I just want to point out how quick and simple and elegant your kind of your your origin story here is. Some people call it origin story. I don't have a, a special name we have to call it, although that might be useful. It's not in this play. It's just your origin story, how you started. You noticed everybody I asked, Phil, hey, that was how you got started, you know, and it's if you can think for yourself, hey, how did I get started? You know, and you can go back and find a, a, a funny moment or a funny story to tell about that. It doesn't have to be a lot oftentimes. And I even get people emailing me because, you know, I hand out my uh, email on decade in a day or whatever and say, hey, you got questions, you know, email me. So I had somebody email me their story the, the and I get this occasionally. And it's a big, long, you know, it takes me time I don't have, but I do because I said I would 15, 20 minutes to read the dadgum thing, mm -hmm. let alone you trying to actually articulate. Could you say more about how you've kind of zeroed in on on soundbite stories, if you will, because that's <laughs> kind of what how I'd label your intro story that just helped me to get to know you a little bit better, have a little laugh with you. And when you've done that with somebody, there's a magic called rapport and trust. You can't describe it. it. It's not, it's just from a simple laugh and somebody feeling like you're a normal person. Well, I mean, I think that's why um, my lives are pretty successful. I mean, when people are in my lives uh, and look, you know, you're talking about short stories here my lives go for two and sometimes three hours long. Um, but what I do in these lives is, um, you know, I have a little, I have a, like a webinar type of thing, if you want to call it that. When I go in my lives, I, I just introduce myself. I give them who I am. What do I do? Why am I here? I mean, I kind of just give them a little brief, synop you know, a little brief 
introduction mm-hmm. of, look, this is why I'm here. Why, why, what am I doing on this live for you? And um, I'd give them that in the beginning. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of this live, this is what I want to accomplish with you. And uh, this is this is, you know, and the reason why I do that is so that people will understand that uh, there's a reason why you're here. And, you know, you if you're sitting here talking to me or listening to me, uh, you're going to get something out of this live. You're going to leave my live learning something new. And I want to accomplish that. You're going to know, like and trust me by the time you leave here. And if I can have a nice little conversation with you guys and and you can, you know, kind of feel who I am. No, I mean, I've had people <laughs> I've gotten gotten to the point in these lives where I've had people crying. And I hate to say that, <laughs> uh, you know, people are like, man, yeah. you got me, man. Phil, of you course. just got me. You know, and, you know, I've talked about things that happened in my life. I've talked about things that, you know, my why, you know, my reason why I do things. Because when I go through my lives, I mean, I tell them, you know, I get pretty deep. You know, I get pretty deep when it comes to the reasons why I do things. And I tell these people that if you're going to do something like this, you got to have a why that makes you cry, man. And and when you and that's what I do. And I tell them that and I show them a video that I created because uh, my why is in the beginning, my why was to get my wife out of her job. And um, in July of this year, I was able to tell her that. And I made a video about it on TikTok. Congrats on that. Yeah. Well, there's a different part of that story now. (laughs) Um, So that is a great part of that story. And I show that to people in my life, you know, and I get choked up when I see it and I show it to them. And they, you know, and it just kind of gets me up here. But um, to get to your question, I mean, I I knew you asked me a question, but um, I do outline everything that I do when I go through these lives and I always open up with something that's going to make people stay there for a little bit, you know, give me, give me a laugh. Tell me who I am. I tell them, who yeah. I am. give them a little bit of a laugh in the beginning. Cause it's a, it's yeah. an, ice, it's an icebreak. I think that's key. And I, I think that being able to, being able to choose little parts of your, your life experience and be able to turn that into a quick little relatable story that when the person hears it, not only might they have a laugh, but they can relate and they might even say, Ooh, I wish that was my story. Yeah. Because if you sat there and you told somebody the, I mean, for me, it's like, it's like, if I hear that story and I've never made a dime online and you told me that your son, you took the phone, then you were on there for 20 minutes. And then the next day you're on there for three hours and a little while longer, you made your first $12 commission and now you do it full time, or at least that's, you're on your way to do, I, you, you, if you told me that in a condensed short little version at the beginning of your life, even if you didn't have the, I, I retired my wife or whatever the big finale is even if you just said hey look i just made a commission or i'm about to make my first commission or i'm well on my way and uh i don't even know how i got here because i i was trying to discipline my son from but (laughs) this whole new world has opened up to me sometimes (laughs) an adventure sometimes an adventure is what people are looking for and i think we find that in short little stories the i can already tell by the the way that people really connect with you and like you, your like, your likability factor is really high. And I wonder if all of you in the comments who know Phil would be willing to say why that likability factor is so high with Phil. What does he, what does he do? What is he, is it that you feel comfortable? Because there's something that you're, and I'm sure it's part of your nature, 
right? I'm sure it's just part of who you are. We all have unique personalities. And I think you're a really likable guy. But there's also, as you said, you outlined, there are specific strategy that you're using and that you're implementing. So um, uh, how did you how how would you recommend that somebody begins to go live if they never have? Uh, Well, I do get questions um, from people that ask me that. And this my first live, just like a lot of people, my first live. First of all, you don't have to go live for me. It's very comfortable to do that. Um, it wasn't in the beginning, just like anything else, just like doing this business was not very comfortable. Uh, but I wanted to be live. I felt that being more authentic was going live with people and showing who I am and, and how, you know, I am as a person, instead of writing it down, I'm not, I'm not very good at writing. I'm getting there, but, uh, lives to me was an easier way out of doing it. So my first live, I had one person in that live. I'm still friends with that person. And then we talked and, and I just went through a routine. And I, like you said, in your past, I believe there was a thousand people in there. And I, and I came in there like crazy, man, this is great. You know, this, this is who I am. Uh, let, let, let me talk to you about a little bit about affiliate marketing, blah, blah, blah. And I went through this whole little story about me and everything. Uh, and I was nervous and I was sweating and, you know, and, I mean, I sweat just when I'm just being normal. So I'm mean, yeah. actually <laughs> normal to me. It's like, who turned on the faucet around here? Exactly. I mean, I, I'm, it's just, it for me, that first time I had to do, I wanted to get over that fear of doing it. And I did it. I did it every day and I kept continuing to do it until I start getting a routine. And then I watched other people doing lives and I kind of got a little piece of what they did. And I put it in my little routine and I got pieces from uh, Paul Libfree Francis, you know, Paul. And I listened to his, uh, you know, man, he, he's, he coined the old, he went ahead and tried to coin the term. He said mini webinars, micro webinars. I mean, it was like micro webinar, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love Paul. Paul. He's he's amazing. He's helped me out too, and I love I love Paul. I love everybody that I've been been you know close to in this industry. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I I built over the past year and a half. I've I've created a little live webinar, micro webinar, if you want to call it, uh, just uh, that that teaches people a little about this. Here's my my whole thing when I start this, and this is for anybody that goes live. When somebody leaves your live, you want them to kind of know. First of all, who you are, what you do, and why you're doing it. And the second thing when I want people to know when they leave my live is, what, why are you here? What What's in it for you, right? Because people want to know, what's in it for me? Why am I here? Why am I staying on this live for so long? What are you going to give me, Phil? What, what is it? Mm-hmm. So uh, I give them information. This is what I'm going to teach you. This is what I want you to know about this kind of stuff before you get yourself into it. My whole thing is, before you get yourself into this affiliate marketing stuff, I'm going to let you know what it's all about. And by the time you leave my live, you'll make that decision whether or not you're going to do this or not. So, uh, you know, that's that's my whole thing when I do my lives is to make sure that they understand it. And, hey, by the time I'm done with this live, you want to move further on? Well, I've got some training that you might want to learn from. Fantastic. It's the way I got started. Here's your secret. I've also figured it out as I'm looking at some of the comments. Oh, <laughs> Now you're telling us and they're telling us at the same time. And what you said was very revealing and, and, and informative. And while you were talking, everybody's over here saying well, one of the reasons that they love you is because you don't 
say that it's going to be easy. Yeah. That's a glaring common piece of feedback here. And can you say more about that? Why do you think that's important to these people who are that you've met out here and, and you've done business with a lot of them? And why do you think that's something that's coming up in, in almost all these comments? A lot of comments that I get in my lives are people that will tell me, Phil, the reason why I'm sat here with you for the last two and a half hours is because I believe you. I think you're very authentic. I think you're a regular guy. You know, you sound like just a regular person, somebody that I can relate to. I mean, that's I mean, I, I, it's probably the ultimate goal for anybody, but it's just natural for me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. when people come into my lives, I just tell them that, look. My opening, when I, when I start to teach this stuff, my opening is this. The reason why I'm here is because everybody's talking about this stuff. People are talking about affiliate marketing all over this TikTok channel, all over Instagram. It's all over the place. Why? Because people are making money. Here's another reason. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another reason. Right? Keep it real simple. Oh, real simple. People are making money. And here's another reason why people are doing this. I want you to understand that there are other people that are out there creating videos that might not be so, uh, that might sound so little bit off. And I want you to know this when you come into my live that I'm not going to tell you that you're going to make 10 or $15,000 in next three weeks. I'm not going to tell you that because there are people out there that are telling you that. And I'm here to tell you that, that ain't going to happen. When you leave my live, you're going to learn, what it is to what what you what this takes to do this and then i go through my story about it took me three months to make a couple of bucks and then i go through and i keep telling people i should have quit <laughs> after three months i should have quit i should have been out the door but i've seen people in this you know doing this business that can't even walk and chew gum at the same time or even tie their shoes and, and whistle dixie and all of a sudden they're making twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a month. And I and I'm just a fifty, you know, fifty-five year old guy with three kids just trying to figure it out. And I knew that if that guy can do it, I can do it too. You know, and I go through mindset and I go through, you know, 20% of this business is all about the technical stuff. And then a 12-year-old can do this stuff. But the rest is up here. If you I, mean, I don't think people believe that though, when we say that shit, did you not believe me when I first said that though, too? Like you were like, come on, man, this is like, I just feel like it's a very reasonable thing and it's a very common thing. It's not a, it's not, not, you're not a dumb person. You're not a, an employee. If you think that way, I think that, that, that we just generally underestimate how much we can accomplish when we see things differently and we see ourselves differently, you know, yeah, like it's a mind game. I mean, that 20%, it just feels like all, and that is the reason why people say, I think they allow that 20% mechanical piece to frustrate them yeah. so much that, you know, for example, and it looks like many different things. Well, I've been waiting on customer support to get back to me for whatever. And it's like all these different things are, their mindset problems because I'm really putting my, I'm letting somebody else control my life essentially. Mm -hmm. And I need to be more resourceful if, in, and try a different door, go around the corner. Um, but of course we, we blame it on that technical stuff because that's kind of an easy thing to say, Hey, this is the problem or whatever. What have you found that's helpful to talk about mindset with people? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what, what do you find that's 
what, what was helpful for you to develop the mindset piece and, and just say, hey, okay, I, I need to focus on this piece. I, I realize this is important. I believe in my mind, um, it, it's it's taken a while for me to get to a point where I can believe in myself again. I mean, you know, life beats the shit out of you throughout the year. And, um, <laughs> you know, and when when life does that to you, as long as you keep getting up and moving forward. Um, what I tell people in my lives and what I've learned as far as mindset is concerned, <sighs> I, there are people that say, well, Phil, you know, I'm not that technical, right? Or, hey, Phil, I just, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I just can't build that funny funnel. And I've been through the training and I just not getting any. And I just, I mean, sometimes I just blow up with people. And I say, look, don't take offense at this. But look, if you can't build that funnel, if you're doing this for a month, right? You're doing this for a month and you can't build that. Go hire somebody to do it. Spend 25 or 50 bucks. Get it over with. Get over that hump. You'll learn it someday but get out there and start making some money because all of a sudden you know this is just going to be just this a hurdle that you're just letting bother you not only that i just let people know look this is not this is there are things that you got to get over you can't make yourself a victim here you have to think in your brain that you can do this people say well i, I can't i just can't uh, show my face is there a way i can do this without showing my face i tell people yeah Here's a couple of things you can do. You can get this. You can go to Pexels, all this kind of stuff. But if you really want to be effective, get over that crap about showing your face. Get over it. I mean, I, you know, Dave, I mean, it gets to a point in my lives where, you know, I, 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 I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, and I just kind of get pretty tough in these things and just let people know, look, man, don't keep telling me you can't do something. We all can do something different. You know, yeah. everybody's in this life that are just in a specific routine and they're constantly doing it, constantly doing it. And you're safe, you know, then, and if you're not, if you don't feel like you're going to be safe anymore, you step back and say, you just can't do it. So um, I go through the mindset with them and I tell them that 80% of this stuff is all up here. If you can't get past this, you're not going to make it. You got to get past this stuff first. You got to, yeah. you know, you got to, the people that are in your lives are going to, in your life, the closest people in your life are going to tell you, Hey, can't do that. Hey, what are you doing? That's got to be a scam. What do you think people told me? People told me, this is what Dave, this is what people said to me. Hey, Phil, how's that little TikTok thing going on? You making any money yet? <laughs> You're coming across my for you page all the time, man. You making any money? No, I haven't made any money yet. No, it's, it's been a couple of months. I haven't. See, I told you. It was some sort of scam, wasn't it? Three months later, four months later. Hey, Phil, making money? Yeah, I'm making a little bit of money. And then when you show them, Hey, look what I look what I did. <laughs> yeah, they go. Nah, 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 hey, nah. hey, what? Hey, wait a minute. What, what <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah, what is that you're doing? And then their pride. I've had friends who become too prideful to ask. You know, yeah. after they've said you know things that were critical or, and you know, we joke around with each other, bust each other's balls, yeah. whatever you want to call it, wherever you're from in the country. But it's like <laughs> you know, my my father-in-law. That's why he's like, hey, stop. He he tells his wife, hey, stop busting my balls. Yeah. You know? it, yeah. It's like. You know, I mean, it's it's common actually in some families to just bust each other's chops. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It, it, it is, it is. But and we joke, but it hurts. Yeah. You know. Well, that's and part then, of vernacular. Huh? <laughs> it's part of my vernacular. I say those words all the time. You bust my balls. I tell my kids that too. Quit busting my balls. It, totally, totally. <laughs> so, 
Yes, it's really learning how um, to not let those things throw us off. It's emotional regulation. What comes up for you when I say that word and how does and how it, I believe that applies to entrepreneurship and our success, but what comes up for you when I say learning kind of emotional regulation in order to be able to, to do this better? Well, Constable, when you first said that, um, it's been an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, and here's the reason why I, I started this off full time and, um, I wanted my whole reason for doing this was to get my wife out of her job. I did that in July. Uh, and she's in a wedding, wedding facility business, right? So she gave them three months so that she can quit. And uh, in October of this year, October 12th, uh, my company let me go. Uh, no reason. They had no, uh, I mean, I've been there 19 years and I was let go. That was devastating to me and my family. It was like losing a family member. I've been there 19 years, you know, and boom, it was gone. You know, I had all this income coming in plus what I'm doing online and it was gone. So I had to deal with that emotional roller coaster. Now I don't have any insurance anymore. You know, all the, the, my, the all the things that come along with that. And now my wife is on the edge of quitting her job. And now what do we do? Well, we're at a point where uh, now she, we have to discuss this. Now I've got to tell my kids, I got three different ages of kids. I got to sit them down each differently and tell them differently on how this whole, what happened to dad, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Long story short, uh, you know, we worked it out. My wife is continuing her job so we can have the insurance, but now we have 2023 goals that are going to be huge, right? So the goal again for 2023 is to get my wife out of her job again. So, uh, when it comes to an emotional roller roller coaster, when you talk about emotions, uh, man, I can, I'll, I'll, you put me in a movie that's going to make me cry. I'm going to be there quick, <laughs> man. I, I, you know, I, when it comes to masculinity, when it comes to something emotional, if I see something that, that, you know, when I see those army people coming home and visiting their families, man, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm just a, a cry baby when it comes to that kind of stuff. So as far as keeping my emotions in check, it's hard. It really is. I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy. When I get in these lives, sometimes I get to that point and I got to I got to do this. <laughs> you know, I got to kind of. But um, I don't know if I answered your question, Dave. Yeah, but... You did. You did. And in and, and you gave us even more context about all the things that are creating emotions that you need to. <clears throat> you know, I find that I exhaust myself, my 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 ability to be able to do this and stay focused. Part of my mindset is how I feel physically. And, you know, if I'm, you know, eating poorly or not eating at all or sleeping poorly, or if I'm exhausted because I'm emotionally just so up and down over every little tiny thing that's happening inside of my business, if I save something and it doesn't go the right, it doesn't do what I want it to do, or I don't get a response back from customer support as fast as I want, or somebody leaves a negative comment, or a family member says something critical, and I've got a certain amount of energy every day, and every time I release a lot of emotion and have a big emotional reaction to something, I don't know, Phil, if you've ever 
cried um, and had a really difficult conversation with a family member or your wife or even watched a movie and how you feel exhausted after it, <laughs> the same thing happens inside of our business. And so when we don't have, here's another one to write down for those of you looking for a little self-care and kind of personal development it's um, coping mechanisms. What are my coping mechanisms? Because that's really how I regulate my emotions. I have to have healthy coping mechanisms. And so your coping mechanisms of how you maybe have always dealt with things could probably really use assessment and to do a, a very thorough inventory to say, Hey, is this, is this kind of coping mechanism? Maybe a coping mechanism that you use is, is, is anger. Maybe a coping mechanism that you used is anger pointed inward. You become depressed and anxious. Uh, You know, you begin Mm self-loathing. You begin to to say mean things, to become Mm -hmm. that we don't just become a victim. There's a path Mm -hmm. that we that we take before we feel or even own and verbalize I'm a victim if we really aren't, right? If we're if we're choosing that role. So the coping mechanisms my coping mechanisms have, have also changed over the years as a 24, 25 year old guy who was a former drug addict and homeless dude. My coping mechanisms sucked. It was, it was all, I was all over the place and often exhausted and exhausting those around me because I, I didn't have good coping mechanisms. And so is there anything that you do exercise? Is there anything that you do go for a swim, a walk that helps you to regulate your emotions if you get excited or you, you, you start really kind of getting anxious or something? Well, you know, I, I was diagnosed with anxiety a few years ago. I found myself in the corner of the bathroom like, a, you know, curled up like a little baby thinking I was having a heart attack. So uh, that day I was diagnosed with anxiety. The anxiety is not easy to deal with. Um, you know, had medications, didn't want to be a zombie. I just deal with it. And how I, how do I cope with those kind of things, these type of emotions? You know, when you lose a job, there's huge emotions there. It's like you have to grieve, right? You got to you got to go through this grieving process. So there there's that. Then dealing with anxiety, that's something I got to deal with. Then there's money situations. Then you got to deal with that. Then there's kids and all those. Life, like I said earlier, is going to beat the crap out of you. How do you cope with that kind of thing? For me, I will, uh, I kind of rely on people. (laughs) I rely on friends. I rely on, uh, believe it or not, more more friends that I've made in this business. Uh, I'm really close friends with Amy, Amy hires mm-hmm. her and I have, um, you know, she's been there for me. Her husband has been there for me when I was going through all of this. Awesome. Um, you know, they were there for me and they, you know, they heard me uh, in my angst uh, and those people I relied on and they were calling me every day and they were saying, how's everything going? You can dig, they, they were pushing me. You can do this. Wait till December. It's going to be great for you. I mean, they were, they were just rah, rah session for me all the way through this. Thank you so much. That's one part of my coping. The second part of my coping was getting myself back into going live. I went live. And as soon as I go live, man, it just goes away, man, I'm gone. I can get into that. Just get excited about this business and keep talking about it and get people excited and keep mm-hmm. moving forward. And it just, it just keeps me you know, pumped up. I want to keep moving. And I, it just, it's just there. 
my anxiety is gone. I feel great about myself. I take a deep breath and I, I look back and go into the bathroom right next to me and I look in the mirror and I'm like, you did it, man. Keep doing it. Keep going. And yeah. you got to talk to yourself because this thing is going to, I mean, this thing will, will <laughs> doubt will kill your dreams in seconds. And if you keep telling yourself that you can't do things or it's just not going to happen, or you're going to go back to that nine to five again, bullshit. I ain't doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was really on point for me because over the past decade, I have used my audience as a form of a coping mechanism to be able to express emotions that I had mm -hmm. and basically turn them into solutions and inspiration, kind of turn my problems that I felt that I was having in that moment instead serve other people. And yeah. it has, I learned that early in recovery. You know, I went to drug treatment the very first time back in 2004 that was court ordered. So I didn't have a choice. And I went there for 16 months, man, instead of going to prison. And um, I, I now look back on that. And that was, that was, I was given an opportunity in drug court and that, that saved my life. Like that was a, that was a turning point for Dave Sharp. And, and I've, I've not given it the credit that it really deserves, but I am now in my life. You can always go back and write things. If you didn't give someone or something enough credit, you can always go back and that's something that deserves more credit. And I'm appreciative to really even, we always say the system's broke, but the truth is, is that the system's broke for people who, who don't want to do anything for themselves and don't want to help themselves. And I just, there's me and one other guy out of that treatment center, man, back when I was in there in 2004, who's still clean today and I'm still in touch with him. And he essentially helped me save my life. I didn't finally get clean until 2008. But my point was when I went to that treatment center for the very first time, I started to learn the concept of getting out of myself by serving others, Yeah, getting out of myself. Yep. And what I found was that I'm a self-absorbed, self-centered kind of always focus on me person. <laughs> I'm probably the only one like that in the world as well. But anyways, I'm not, I don't want to categorize others because it's a powerful thing for you to take ownership of what's true for you. So I'm just going to tell my story. Yeah. And I realized that I was really self-absorbed and that a lot of my big feelings, whether they were really high or really low, but mostly the low ones were because I was just obsessed with myself and kind of in this poor me, almost a victim stands kind of, or I th thought I shouldn't be having to go through this or whatever it was. Like sometimes we feel on top of the world. Sometimes we feel like the world's on top of us, but it's hard to feel like we just fit in the world sometimes. And so I learned to, was forced to kind of do acts of service, whether it was picking up cigarette butts, whether it was just generally trying to serve this little treatment community. Because remember, I was in this treatment center and I had to live there. Yeah. It was a DOC department of corrections facility. I couldn't leave or I would actually go to jail. And so I learned about service and I learned about kind of getting outside of myself. And the way you just described sharing with your audience is a way that I've done that now for the past 10 years in this industry is that I found that I could take all the feelings that I'm having. And each one of us has these, I believe but it's these feelings that feel really intense 
Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's just angst. And I could, if I was focused on, as your, as your shirt says, solving problems in being a solution-based person instead of a, a negative-based person, you know, negativity, 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 I could take these emotions and I could make good out of them. Yeah. I could turn them into fuel the same way that you're describing that you do. And we're doing it right now, Phil. Yeah, man. I mean, I've got stress in my life right now. I'm a, a, a dad of a one-year-old and a, and a, and a, and a six-year-old. I've also got a 23-year-old. I've, I've got a regular life. I've got, we've got a company here. We've got things going on, but I'm not right now. I'm ranting and raving with you, getting yeah, the man. energy out, coping yeah. with the feelings. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I'm <laughs> with you. I gotta be, look, if I can't, if I can't put this, if I, if I don't do my, like you're interrupting my live, by the way, I do it 10 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> I do my lives at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm just kidding. But we, when I do these things and I get out there, I don't care. Sometimes I get 200 and 500 people in there and I'll talk and talk and talk. And sometimes I get 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 people. It doesn't matter to me. I don't even look at that number anymore because what I want to do, what I want to accomplish in that life, if I just take care of one person and let them understand what this is all about. And I talk about all the, uh, insecurities that they have and all the, you know, because the questions that I answer right off the bat, when I start my lives, I don't want to have to answer those questions later on because they're going to ask them. I know that I've been through these lives every day for the last year and a half. I know the questions that are coming. I get them out of the way in the beginning. I answer questions right out the right out. The, you know, they're not they're not coming down in, in the chats. I automatically tell them, hey, if this is what you think it is, it's not. Hey, if uh, you know, if you want to be don't want to show your face. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to and I go through all of that. Then I explain it to them. And then I say, man, this is what you're going to see, man. This is what's going to, we're going to compare this and this by the time you're done with this live, man, you're going to be able to actually know what this stuff's all about. You're going to maybe want to do this. If you don't fine, you can just swipe on by. But if you're interested in going any further with this, holy crap, I got something for you, right? Come take a look at this. It's the same thing I did. Holy crap. The success for me. I want that for you. Let's do this together. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And it projects to people. People like that. People want to say, man, Phil, you're just, I, 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 I mean, I take snapshots of some of the things that people say because it's just exciting me. I, I never, and I would tell people in these lives, look, I'm a, who would ever think, who would, they, who would ever think that this 54, 55 year old guy a year and a half ago, never on TikTok before is sitting in a TikTok bullshit channel. <laughs> talking to people about, you know, a business model that can make you money. I would never, ever believe that I was doing this. Holy crap. Uh, and it surprises me every day. And, yeah. and I'm very grateful for, by, by the way, your company and grateful for the opportunity that you have given me. Uh, and it's, and it's awesome. And I project that to a lot of people. And, and I think that's part of uh, the success that I'm having. And it, and it helps people realize that they can do it too. They can yeah. do it. Well, brother, this is that this is a perfect place to put a bow on it. You've made a lot of new friends on here who who didn't know who you are, and of course, they can go and check you out at Make Money with Phil over on TikTok and Instagram, and continue to learn from you and support you. And now we know that even though you look, um, you know, happy and confident, that what <laughs> you're doing is you're transforming all of your anxieties yes. and all of your depressions and oh. all of the, the the feelings of angst and anxiety. You're transforming that. 
into energy to get it out to serve people yeah. and to be there in front of people. And I really want to leave it here mostly because it's the most important lesson I think that we could take away today is, is that you can't compare your insides with somebody else's outsides. Just because somebody looks calm, cool, and collective on the outside, happy, joking, doesn't mean, I mean, right now, believe it or not, I actually have pretty debilitating anxiety right here inside of my chest right now. And part of it is because I am on my, you know, I've got two cups of coffee going, I'm fired. I mean, part of that is a little bit of chemicals, yeah. but it's, it's, we are right now transferring emotion and energy. We're getting it up out and we're sharing it. And each one of you has a full tank. You just need to, 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 to learn how to use that full tank of emotion and whether it's angst or anxiety or whatever it is, it's fuel. And you can turn that into positive value and impact by simply asking how can I get out of myself and focus on others? How can I serve others? How can I help others? Because again, there's a connection there. If the only thing that I can think about when I get started is I need help, me, nobody's here for me. It's kind of a symptom of that. I can't stop thinking about myself. In order, the big bucks are made when you transition from the student to the teacher. When you transition from the person that always needs to be taught to the person who's going to make an effort to help others. And that applies in any niche. It, it applies in any niche. It's not yeah. just make money. It's not just affiliate marketing or anything like that. And so I'm seeing you do that here this morning, brother. And obviously you're doing that in such a powerful way out there. And of course, we've been watching you for a long time and are so appreciative of your energy and your spirit and just what you're doing, brother. So I'm um, Hopefully we can do a number four here real soon. And yeah. it's just been so great to get to know you over, over these uh, shows, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I was supposed to be there at the mastermind. It couldn't make it, you know, but I'm going to probably see you this June. Okay, buddy. All right. Well, keep up thank the great you. work and we'll talk to you soon, Phil. Thank you. Take care. All right, my friends go and follow Phil over at make money with Phil. He's on TikTok and Instagram and man, oh man, what a wonderful example um, of, of what is possible. You know, average, ordinary folks doing extraordinary things by using the tools the right way and figuring out how to more master self, right? Because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. We've got this powerful vehicle that we're driving in life. We just got to figure out how to drive it. You know, that vehicle is you. It's your mouth. It's your words. It's what you know you have a Ferrari, you may not know how to drive it yet, right? That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll help you to learn how to drive it in a way that you never thought possible because that's what's happening with Phil. He, he didn't go out and, you know, get a, a, an extra arm or an extra lung or any, I mean, he's a human being comes stock just like the rest of us, you know, and he's learning how to drive his Ferrari. You know, and he had it inside of him all along. Isn't that something? 19 years or whatever he said at the job. And I'm sure that was happy years of his life. But he, he's been this guy the whole time. This guy that we love, that we want to listen to. I wonder who you are under all of that fear and that 
you know, being locked up. Hey, relax a little bit. Lift up the hood. Don't be scared. See what you're driving. See what you're working with. You won't know until you go live. Until you make, you know what? You got to take the car out on the road and drive it to see how fast it goes. You got to go live. You got to post a video to see what you can do. See. Just see. Phil did. And it looks good. Looks real good. All right, my friends, we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Get on out of here. Be legendary. Peace.